welcome to Last Man Standing here with me, Paul Stevenson, on Republic Broadcasting Network. And, of course, do support the network. Uh, you're not going to get the kind of information that uh, you get here on RBN uh, on any other media. And uh, so it's important to keep us on the air, uh, especially at this uh, seasonal um, the, a time of uh, seasonal goodwill. Uh, express your goodwill and uh, support us here at the network. Uh, like I said, you're not going to get uh, the kind of content uh, that you, that you get here in RBN. And we are ahead of the curve a lot of stuff, and we talk about everything. We may not always get it right, but uh, we talk about everything. There's no censorship here, and that's how we like to keep it. So keep us on the air because it is unique, and uh, we should remember that. So best way to do that is to go to the homepage. And you'll see the various donate uh, options there, including, uh, you know, posting and postal orders and checks, but also you can donate by card as well. There's a yellow donate button for the various options. So um, I'm delighted to say I'm uh, joined. It is a pre-record show, but it's uh, late here on Friday evening in uh, Londonistan, England. And um, so I, I, unless there is some uh, uh, some. I don't know, outstanding news in the next uh, 24 hours. We're up to date here. I did do a show with Patrick last week, but there was some confusion uh, with that uh, airing uh, last week. But it is in the archives. But uh, we'll have this airing uh, tomorrow for my show, which is, uh, well, as you listen to us today, of course, uh, 4 p.m. UK, 10 a.m. in uh, Central Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time. With all that said, uh, pretty long-winded way of saying it, I guess, but uh, welcome to the show, Patrick. Well, thank you very much. Uh, so last week wasn't Thanksgiving, but I guess last week was when they were doing the the schedule change. Is that what happened? No, I think because we did it on Wednesday or Thursday, it's, um, it was it was in it was in the, someone's inbox, but uh, Frank didn't get uh, a note of it. And, and and to be honest, it's probably my fault. I should have sent them a message just to confirm and say, listen, Patrick uh, kindly sent you over the. Uh, the show, did you get it? Uh, because he didn't get it. And uh, frustratingly, I get a message at four o'clock uh, when I'm just about to do the show uh, asking me if I want to do a, a rerun. So uh, anyway, it's not a complete waste of content because it is in the archives uh, from last week. So, OK, well, these things these things happen. That's why people need to support RBN, because honestly, uh it's it's true. You're not going to you're not going to find the kind of honest analysis that you find here on elsewhere or if you're if you find it it's it's few and far between we can be safe safely say it's few and far between and we're only able to do this because we do have a network in round rock texas we uh, got an office there we have people who come in and and man man the equipment and and uh we've got satellite hookup we've got telephone hookups you got ways of getting it uh, and when you look at what has been shut down uh, through, when we're not going through our own network, you know, people who don't have their own network to go through, they get shut down. They get kicked off of social media. They get kicked off YouTube. Um, I get. Do people get kicked off Rumble? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I guess it could happen. I've been kicked off platforms. Other people have. So that's why it's important to have our own network that we can we can rely on. So just underscoring that. But yeah. So well, it's a good point because it's a very good point because you know we can listen to, you know we can listen to all sorts of people who 
who talk about a lot of things and I, I think in many cases they believe they've got it right and that you know that's human nature and you know you listen to a lot of people I, I listen to a lot of people still even on YouTube but also you know obviously Rumble and Odyssey and uh, other other platforms and you know you even hear people right you know I was listening to a guy last week who's talking about other people as uh controlled opposition like he's uh enlightened to the max and i'm I, i'm thinking my friend you're still on youtube <laughs> i mean quite frankly if if your videos are still on youtube and uh you know and you're not even demonetized and then maybe you should uh have a have a look inward and look in the mirror because some of these people will actually talk about censorship uh and uh, seem you know oblivious to the irony that they're still on youtube so they are either and i've heard some of these people accuse others of controlled opposition and i'm thinking well based on what you're espousing don't you think that maybe there's a blind spot in in what you're uh, talking about and what you're promoting because you are still on YouTube, and uh, you know if, if. Why is it that you think you're still on YouTube if you've got so much truth? You know, um, you know, it, it's it's quite obvious to me. And then, of course, you know, they will. You look down the list of their videos, and they will be pro-Israel, or like over here in the UK, you will invariably see videos where they're constantly talking about the. Um, you know, their outrage at this uh, anti-Semitism being on the rise. This is basically the centrist right position over here, which, of course, is not really a right um, a, a right wing or a nationalist view per se. It's an anti-Muslim view, you know. Um, that's kind of what we have in the UK, apart from shows like this, people like myself and organizations like Patriotic Alternative. You're going to get Tommy Robinson-esque, uh, quite ignorant type, uh, Islam, you know, anti-Islam uh, people, and that's about the height of their nationalism, and they are very pro-Jew in every way, as a kind of a post-World War II Holocaust kind of uh, worldview that they uh, indulge in, you know? It, you know, it's funny, you, you hear people who purport to be truth-tellers, who say that they are, and, you know, in some cases, these are people who do a good job of things. You got, you got, I, I listened to the Duran with Alexander Mercurius and Alex Christofaru. And I kind of appreciate them because uh, they're, they're a, they've got a, a big platform for them themselves. They do studiously uh, do their best to stay on YouTube, which involves things that sometimes seem pretty ridiculous. Like, uh, Alexander Mercurius will say the mustachioed fellow from World War II. I'm not going to say his name because I want to say on YouTube. <laughs> he says it like that. So I mean, he won't even he won't even say the word Hitler or the name Hitler. Um, you know, and going to those lengths, but and he's able to bring interesting information to people. But at the same time, you know, it has to be acknowledged he won't talk about. Jewish power directly. A lot of the time, it's it can be inferred if you know what you're if you know what you're looking for if you know what what various people's if they're dog whistling if you can understand those frequencies. But at the same time, sometimes mm. he'll be talking about the neocons or the 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 collective West, and it's like it, really we're talking about Jews, right? And he'll say, why is it? 
you know, he'll have a guess. Why is it that the 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 neocons they just keep doing this? That they make the they do the same thing over <laughs> and over. It's like, well, it's because it, it, this isn't because they have some sort of um, political philosophy, philosophic commitment to um, endless wars. It's because they are tribalists and they are their whole worldview is based on their idea of Jewish ethnic interests. It's a it's a really yeah. simple answer. And so even he's a <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to criticize him because I depend on a lot of information from him. But at the same that that has to be noted. So that's one end of the truth telling spectrum that doesn't quite get the whole truth. But then the other end is something funny like on the Republican debates a couple nights ago, Chris Christie saying he's a truth teller because he's he's willing to boldly state that Donald Trump is not fit to be president. When the truth of the matter is Chris Christie is not fit. Period. <laughs> he must weigh yeah, yeah. I don't know. He must weigh like Six million stone or something. I don't know what a stone is, but he must weigh about that much. Mm. Well, yeah, it's very frustrating because, you know, I, I think and it's difficult to, to, to gauge exactly. But the right, the so-called nationalists or those who are referred to as right wing in this country or far right or whatever, um, they have kind of, you know, they've kind of hijacked uh, what I would refer to as, you know, Britain first or Ireland first kind of nationalism. In other words, actual nationalism, where what Israel does and what's concerning Israel is, is quite frankly, none of my business, you know, whatever, you know. I mean, okay, we have imported all these Muslims, of course, undesirable, but I would go as far to say that some of these guys uh, are actually sort of uh, obsessed with uh, Islam. And actually from listening to a lot of them are devoid of any real education of the nuances uh, within Islam. So, um, you know, it, it, they constantly conflate what's happening with Israel as if it's the same uh, issues that we face. Now, we don't have Hamas here. We don't have Hezbollah here. We don't have the Hussi rebels and their charming spokesperson who is rather cartoonish. Uh, and sort of, I spoke about him before, but he's uh, quite quite an endearing character. Nonetheless, we don't have these people here. But the way our, the, some of these guys talk and neocons and the World Economic Forum and every other euphemism uh, that you can imagine, uh, you know, but, you know, they they never look at Jewish power and far from it. They, they will they will throw people like us under the bus and they will refer to us as people who are in quotes. And I've heard them say this people who are genuine, genuinely far right and genuine neo-Nazis. That's the category essentially reserved for people who ever have the temerity to talk about Judaism, word Judaism or, or word Zionism. That is how they deal with it. So. If you talk about Jews, you will be regard, you will be, you know, have the finger pointed at you and thrown under the bus by these other so-called right wingers or nationalists who are saying we are not far right. We are not neo-Nazis. And there's a group over here that are. And you're going to confuse us with them if, if you keep this rhetoric going. This is very dangerous. You know, <laughs> you know? You're, you're not going to you're going to miss out actually identifying the real neo-Nazis, you know, and, and we, we will be glad to help you you know, condemn them as well, you know, if and when you need us to help you establish them. Yeah, I, 
Okay, so one thing that's we've been talking about for the past uh, twenty, I guess twenty two months, has been what's going on in in Ukraine. And how many of these truth tellers were able to say early on uh, that that there was no way that Ukraine could win the war, that Ukraine was just being used as a sacrificial pawn, uh, and why that was happening, and and they couldn't, and you got lousy analysis. And now all of a sudden, uh, everything's completely falling apart in Ukraine. And you know, a lot. You know, there were there are there are plenty of people who were on the right side in general, but nobody, hardly anybody, was able to say what was really going on. And you know, this isn't the military-industrial complex. Uh, this this is this was this mad Jewish an ancient power. grudge. It's an ancient grudge, and uh, now it's all it's all falling apart. You've got um, all sorts of sniping at, uh, within Ukraine's leadership. How long do you think it's going to be? How how much longer do you think? Uh, well, here's here's a question: How much longer do you think that Zelensky and Zeluzhny can coexist without one or the other being um, removed from office? Not very long. And if I was a betting man, I would say it's the non-Jew who's probably most likely to perish in this situation. Because, you know, the uh, Zelenskys of this world have a very great knack of surviving and finding their way to their little uh, real estate uh, havens. Whereas Illusioning, uh, not being a Jew and, and probably a man of some principle, unlike uh, the unscrupulous Zelensky, will, in my opinion, if I was a betting man, will, will perish before Zelensky will. Yeah, you got guys. You got guys like Kolomoisky over there. Still, don't forget. Well, Kolomoisky is he still over there? I, I, I think hasn't Kolomoisky been expelled from the country? I don't know, but I, I'm sure his influence is still being felt. I think. I think there was a rift between Zelensky and Kolomoisky. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. I, I, this is something that we ought to look into. Um, but. Kolomoisky. Possibly theater, if so, possibly. I don't know. I mean, this is the thing when you're dealing with Jews. You know, when they're from the same tribe, they, they can, you know, they can present conflicts which are not really conflicts. I'm not saying that there isn't a genuine conflict, but I, I, I'm circumspect when it comes to, you know, those within the Jewish community, regardless of what side they're on, even though they have. Can, yeah, can you hear me, Patrick? I can now. I can now. So we've. Missed you for about 10 seconds. Yeah, I said, you know, I'm always a little circumspect when it comes to, you know, splits within uh, members of the international Jewish community. Um, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I think when the rubber meets the road, they, you know, they can tend to be more theater than uh, than anything else. So who knows? I don't know. But uh, yeah, call him Moisky. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the relationship is with him and Zelensky at the moment. Yeah. Um, so then you've got uh, you've got other people, other prominent people who have reached. So obviously you've got Zeluzhny, uh who reportedly this is something that uh, Alexander Mercurius reports that a telegram channel, which he thinks is controlled by Zeluzhny himself, that this telegram channel has reported that representatives from Zelensky met with Zeluzhny because apparently Zelensky and Zeluzhny aren't even on speaking terms anymore. And so the representative from Zelensky went to Zeluzhny and asked for his resignation. Zeluzhny 
not only refused, but said, if he's dismissed, there will be consequences, made, made a not too veiled threat. Is this true? Did it actually happen? Um, maybe. It's, it's certainly plausible. You, you've got Vitaly Klitschko, who is the mayor of Kiev, who was one of the leaders of the so-called Maidan Rev, 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 Rezo, Revolution uh, in late 2013, early 2014, somebody who could very well have emerged from that, that coup d'etat as the leader, except Victoria Newland, famously in that captured telephone call, said she didn't want him. He was very popular. He, he was, I think at the time he was the uh, world, at least for some of these belts, he had the uh, world heavyweight championship boxing belt. I think he was a champion. Yeah, and from what I understand, and, and from what I understand of the man, um, he's uh, not the sharpest tool in the box, but is actually, you know, well and truly indoctrinated that Ukraine, Ukraine is a beacon of uh, democracy that is worth protecting. So, um, you know, in other words, well-meaning. But uh, a bit of an idiot. Uh, so they like having people like that in there on, uh, until their conscience and the fact that they're not an idiot and they start learning more uh, comes to the fore, which is where I suspect you're uh, taking this. Well, so, yeah, so he is somebody who now has given a public interview. So this isn't this isn't speculation. This, this isn't hearsay. He's given a public interview to I think it was one of the British newspapers stating that that Zelensky is moving towards authoritarianism, you think? Uh, <laughs> well, I did say he was slow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and uh, then, um, in addition, uh, saying that it was, in fact, uh, regional leaders, like himself as, as the mayor of Kiev, regional leaders who have been holding things together ever since this war started, which... I don't think things are being held together at all anyway, so I, I don't know what to make of that. But so then you so another person besides Zeluzhny and Klitschko, you've got former president uh, Petro Poroshenko, who reportedly and here again, this this is hearsay, but it's, it's hearsay from relatively um, what seem to be relatively uh, reliable sources that he has been he had a phone call with another billionaire, uh, one could say oligarch. you as part of the wild pastures family and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love now we started wild pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pastures meats and even when they did it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly now i'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying 
their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass fed and grass finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient dense, nourishing and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're gonna deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Relatively, um, what seem to be relatively uh, reliable sources, that he has been, he had a phone call with another billionaire, uh, one could say oligarch, where they were plotting the uh, overthrow of uh, Zelensky. So you've got that. And then, of course, in Washington, D.C., you're having increasing signs of uh, abandonment of Zelensky. So Zelensky, who was treated as as a hero, has a little bit of staff. Okay, we had a little bit of static. Are you still there? Hello? Yeah, I, I was hearing. I, I, yeah, I was actually hearing other voices in the background. That is odd. Okay, uh, so... Zelensky, who was treated as a hero, as uh, invited into Congress, given uh, 
you know, a joint. He was allowed to speak before a joint session. He presented Chlamydia Harris and uh, and Nancy Pelosi with a flag autographed by people at Bakhmut, the, the defenders of Bakhmut, the people he sacrificed. You know, you wonder how many people who signed that flag, if it's if it was really a, a signed flag, a flag signed by people at Bakhmut, how many of them are still alive? Probably very, very few of them. Uh, he just sacrificed these people for a photo op with with, with Nancy Pelosi and Chlamydia Harris. Uh, well, probably very few of them are alive, but they'll be on the record for, for their wages to be paid, except they won't be being paid to them and their families because they're dead. So someone else will be getting their uh, salaries that the United States are on the hook for and keep paying. Essentially, you know, you know, Ukraine is is essentially now completely dependent as a state on the generosity of the American taxpayer who doesn't even know where Ukraine is and um, the European Union. And now, of course, you've got Biden, which I wanted to ask you. Uh, yesterday, I saw that Biden is struggling, in quotes, uh, to get the, the new bill of $116 billion, I believe, for uh, Ukraine, $14 billion of which is, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is how... I don't even think the word laughable is appropriate because of the gravity and the horrendous nature of it all. But you've got a bill which gives $14 billion to you, uh, to Israel to continue slaughtering the Palestinians. And in the same bill, you've also got, I don't know, is it a few million for humanitarian uh, aid to uh, Gaza so that they can, uh, you know, attempt to uh, have some sort of existence while America gives them money to bomb them. I mean, it's just, this is where we're at now. I mean, literally, you know, you, you give someone one state money to destroy and commit a, an absolute mass slaughter, and then you have some crumbs in the same bill to help the those who are being slaughtered. In addition, the rest, of whatever the other $100 billion is, to, to Ukraine to keep, keep murdering. You know, I mean, it's like, has that bill now gone through? Jeepers. So, Lloyd, I, I think it's been rejected. I, well, I'll check in, in just a second. But Lloyd Austin had gone to uh, the, the Senate and supposedly had a – was it the Senate or the House of Representatives? Supposedly had a closed-door session with these people. But Tucker Carlson is saying that uh, the – what he was saying was if you don't approve the $61 billion for Ukraine – then we'll be sending your uncles and your brothers and your sons to go and fight Russia. Uh, was it really that? Was that really the tone of it? Or, well, yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. <clears throat> They're keeping up this narrative that basically, if we don't help support Ukraine, and they've they've got, uh, you know, they've got some people on the ground. You and I've heard interviews uh, where. There's some. They always tend to be women. I don't know why. But anyway, they're they're interviewing some Ukrainian women who are obviously geopolitical experts, uh, citizens who are saying that not only are they defeating Putin, but they are essentially on the front line of, uh, you know, protecting the West because once Putin, if he wins in Ukraine, you see, then it's the Baltic states and the the ex-communist states, and then guess what, Patrick? I don't know at this rate if we don't give them the money, but I, I imagine by next Christmas. I'll be surrounded by Russian troops here in London. Well, yeah. So, okay, Senate Republicans have blocked the move to pass an aid bill for Ukraine after failing to secure border compromises they sought in exchange. So the $110 billion package uh, included 
61 billion for Ukraine, as well as funds for Israel and aid to Gaza, a little bit of aid to Gaza. Um, the White House has warned that U.S. funds for Ukraine could soon run out. Well, OK, so and, and senators, including every single Republican. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, all the Republican senators voted against the bill. And then also. um then also Bernie Sanders, I'm pretty sure, voted against it. Bernie Sanders, who's yes. who himself is Jewish. But, you know, sometimes you get these Jews who say, this is really making us look bad. And, of course, you had the, the, the war funding for Israel was wrapped into it. And it's making us look bad. Uh, the thing is, they could pass off uh, Ukraine as not being some sort of ethnic uh, agenda. But you really cannot pass off. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call one 928 8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X T E N D O V I T E.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. 
The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. making us look bad and of course you had the 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 war funding for israel was wrapped into it and it's making us look bad uh the thing is they could pass off uh ukraine as not being some sort of ethnic uh, agenda but you really cannot pass off um israel as not being an ethnic agenda and it's really making them look bad and uh you're getting more anti-israel demonstrations and uh, discussion than you've had in my lifetime. So. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, the, um, the great fr- uh, frustration for me here in, in, in the UK is that I, and it's not even just in the UK, the likes of Hungary, even the Italians, uh, that somehow uh, there's a bunch of Jews in uh, some land that they you know, that they feel that they've got a right to um, and is less than, well, it's about 100 years old since they started, like, stealing people's land. And somehow their interests are the same as uh, the Italians in here in the UK, and um, this is where this kind of anti-Islam thing comes in because they, they see as, like, because of mass immigration, they, they say, oh, well, you know, Israel's interest is a fight against civilization, and we've got all these Muslims here, and... um you know, if we let this get out of control, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a very bad thing. And quite frankly, to an extent, that's true. But I I fail to hear any of these people ever identifying the huge role of Jewish organizations who are aggressive, almost infinitely funded, uh, in lobbying our, our politicians to open our borders. I mean, somehow they just don't seem to think this is any relevance. I've spoken to some of these people. I've, uh, you know, pointed this out, and for about ten minutes they agree, and then they go back to sleep again um, because they I, it just doesn't fit the narrative. Those uh, I, I think too many people, you know, really watched Schindler's List once too often, and they believe the complete narrative of World War Two. And unfortunately, we are, um, you know, stymied by what was essentially a world construct of post World War Two. That has been set up and still prevalent, um, you know, uh, because of, for Jewish interests in the first place. And a lot of these people can't get past it. There's a lot of solidarity, you know, with with Jews because of the Holocaust. And Israel's fighting Muslims. They are civilized people. Muslims are not. So this is where we're at with this whole stuff, you know. So you people like me and you, who wouldn't normally agree with so many of these kind of leftist and quotes kind of characters who hate white people generally um but we also don't support israel we are in a real minority you know 
It, yeah, we are in a, a minority, uh, but it you know what Donald Rumsfeld Donald Rumsfeld he said that you don't go to war with the army you want, you go to war with the army you have. And last a year ago or so, I was saying um, when Kanye West was was naming Jewish power, I was saying you know you don't you. You don't go into war with the black rapper you want. You go into war with the black rapper you have. Um, and right now, okay, so we do have these. You do have this massive pushback against this war from uh, people who are demonstrating against Israel. And who's demonstrating against Israel? You've got uh, Muslims, and you've got blue-haired girls with nose rings. Uh, some of those girls are quite attractive as well. You know, maybe I should go down to one of these marches and, uh, you know, hey, uh, yeah, maybe have lot, something in common them, with them. Fine. A lot of them are kind of overweight, but whatever. Anyway. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll sift those out. Okay. But at any rate, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't, you know, they're on the right side of this issue. And often they're on the right side for the wrong reason, but whatever. These are, um, well, I remember... Prime Minister Nakasone of Japan some 30 or 40 years ago, just talking about you have uh, um, allies who are, you know, just temporary allies on uh, specific issues. And you got to you got to work with people. So we've actually got loads and loads of people who are on the right side of this and are making a real difference. At, At the end of the day, sometimes there are things that we actually cannot make happen. But others can. And who else is making things happen is China and Russia and Iran and Yemen and Egypt and, you know, Brazil. All sorts of countries around the world are really making things happen. Yeah, of course. Well, that's absolutely true. And um, it is strange on this, you know, on this issue that, you know, you do have something in common with those who, like you say, you know, it, a lot of the time they too conflate uh, Israel with the, in quotes, far right uh, in this country. So in other words, they just see Israel as part of this kind of colonialist uh, narrative, anti-Western, anti-white, uh, anti-Christian narrative. So <clears throat> while I could go down to many of, you know, to one of the many marches in London, uh, you know, and probably garner some uh, pink or green-haired friends um, with my view on Israel. I don't know uh, how long they would be friends for if I started talking about uh, Jews, uh, you know, who are not necessarily openly anti-Israel, Bernie Sanders, for example, and uh, others, uh, but who are equally responsible for destroying the West. Um, of course, it would be a very limit because, you know, like I said, these people are not necessarily anti-Israel. They are programmed to be social justice warriors and, as they perceive it, uh, to defend the you know, victims, you know, uh, which is quite clear, I think. And here's the thing, you know, you know, those who are still defending Israel, you know, to me, it highlights that they they are as ideologically driven as the, in quote, social justice warriors that they claim to hate because they they. they they are defending Israel in a, in a situation which is clearly indefensible for anyone with any morals. They're not killing uh, Hamas. They are killing everybody, and if they happen to kill some Hamas, all the better. But they are flattening the place, and yet they still defend it. So it shows you the nature of human nature, you know? 
You know, so just as we were recording this, uh, my show was playing on RBN and uh, David Duke was was closing out our show by saying that we're all Palestinians now. And uh, things are really coming to a head. There's been a lot that's been going on over the course of of many, many years, decades, and a lot of things are coming to the head. And I I understand that Vladimir Lenin once said that uh, sometimes nothing happens for decades and sometimes decades of uh, events happen in a very short period of time, something along those lines. And things really things are really, really moving fast. I think they're moving at least as fast as they were during that 1989-1991, basically a three-year period from early 89 to late 91, early 92, where things just – the Cold War ended. You had a complete rearrangement of the international order. I'm not going to say the world order. I'm not going to say there was a new world order. Um, but things just got completely rearranged, and things are moving – at in you could make the case really even more dramatically now because not only are you getting a a rearrangement of the international order but you've also had all of these massive hoax like events the the lockdowns there was never anything like global lockdowns and we had that just a couple of years ago we've never had these this type of thing things are going really really fast and it's not, i don't know i'm not saying we're going to get all our problems sorted out but i think things are going really really fast and i also think that the lack of understanding about what's going um isn't isn't that high and you know i don't want to just brag and say i understand everything nobody else does there may be some real fundamental things that i'm not getting but i can tell you one thing that there seems to be an awful lot of people who are in positions where they make make differences and they don't get it uh, for one, you know, good people, bad people. Why would you look at these policies that people like Victoria Newland and, and Janet Yellen and other Tony Blinken that they put into place regarding Ukraine, for instance, and it's backfiring. It just completely backfired. They didn't get anything. They wanted to overthrow Vladimir Putin. They've turned Vladimir Putin into the most significant uh, statesman of our lifetime. I think he's yeah. more now than even Deng Xiaoping. And, and what's going on in Israel? I mean, is there anything that, that Benjamin Netanyahu's a clever character, anything he thought he was going to get that he has any chance of getting at this point? Mm. Well, you know, from the wider worldview stuff that you're, that you're talking about, and, you know, like you, you said that, you know, maybe we don't understand everything. So you're not trying to like be haughty and, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, beacon of uh, esotericism. But the fact of the matter is, and I've said this, you know, a thousand times, if you do not understand the Jewish question, you don't really understand. I mean, you can talk about the World Economic Forum and, you know, you can talk about uh, the military industrial complex and you think you're being edgy and you think you've got some sort of truth and you don't. There's a massive chunk that you're that you're missing, uh, and and you're refusing to acknowledge. You know, well, listen. Some people are refusing to acknowledge it out of willful ignorance. Uh, there's other people that are just not aware of it. But when they are confronted with it, they they, re, they repel from it uh, like a you know 
like a fly, um, you know, to fly killer. And, you know, so, and, and again, part of that is part, is in no small part because of decades of international Jewish propaganda resulting. Okay, we're having another issue here. They instinctively know that's dangerous. But yet they present themselves as like attacking and challenging the, in quotes, establishment. So, you know, there's a quote in the Bible, there's really nothing new under the sun. And there's nothing new in this either. And I've said it before, uh, you know, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. This is not new. This is basically Judaism and international Jewish interests and now Zionism over the last 200 years, which is a more uh, new Jewish uh, phenomena. Um, but they're all Jewish. And, you know, they're all bent on the subjugation of all peoples. So there's nothing new in it. Uh, you know, the history of Christianity in the last 2,000 years has been a struggle between Judaism and Christianity. I mean, the you know, the Notre Dame Cathedral in France, which was burnt down in 2019 in no small part, and also garnered a lot of support for among Jews, has uh, two statues at the front of the uh, cathedral, which is the Ecclesia versus the Synagogue. And this, of course, in recent times when it's, uh, you know, easy and uh, allowable for Jews to to do so, they promote this as anti-Semitism. But at the time, in 12th century France, the Christian leadership got wind of the Talmud and there was an expulsion of Jews. So there's nothing new in this, Patrick, really, you know. And without, like, like you say, without looking at Jewish power, without understanding Jewish power, if you're going to ignore it, th this is the central organizing feature of of world politics today and especially american politics you can't explain anything any more than you could explain uh anything about astronomy without taking into account gravity you just can't you can you can put up really convoluted complicated explanations that might might seem to match events but but don't really don't really don't really explain they don't have explanatory power and they really don't have that much predictive power it's the thing is, you can look at at who's involved in Ukraine. Obviously, who's running Israel? Jews, you know that. But who's running Ukraine? You got Zelensky, a Jew, and his his the person who put him in power was an oligarch, uh, Kolomoisky, a Jew. And I think actually they've had they've had a big split. And so, but leaving that aside, then who who planned plotted out the war? I mean, it's really really widely accepted that this comes out of the State Department, it's Victoria Newland. Who are the other people at the State Department who are her two bosses? It was Tony Blinken and Wendy Sherman, both Jews. I mean, you can look through and you can look at the role of the media. Now, if you're talking about uh, the military industrial complex, what are you talking about? All right. Nikki Haley, who's a joke, she spent about a year on the board of Boeing, which is a contractor. Nikki Haley didn't have anything to do with that. This she's she's not going anywhere in the, the primaries. So who else do you have? Oh, you could say, oh, maybe Lloyd Austin spent – was he on the board of uh, a contractor for a year or something? These are not people who have spent – like Nikki Haley's not somebody who spent a lifetime in the military-industrial complex. Lloyd Austin was a soldier. But Lloyd Austin, what's his, what's his role been in the administration? He doesn't even seem to know what's going on in, in Ukraine. He really doesn't. He doesn't seem to know what's going on. 
His role has been to uh, to purge the military of white men. That's what his role has been. His role is to get paid and promoted. Well, he's as he's as paid and promoted as he's ever going to be. But yeah, I mean, they yeah. haven't. He has the military really hasn't been involved in this. And one of the things that really st- stuck out at me was uh, I was talking to somebody. I know somebody who's he's a retired colonel. He was an intelligence officer. He briefed generals like General Stanley McChrystal when when McChrystal was the head of operations in Afghanistan, which was at the time the most relevant war that the United States had going on. So this is and he works as a consultant in the Pentagon. And I was talking to him not long ago, and he was sure this I'm talking about just a couple of months ago. He was sure that Ukraine was winning the war. And I said, is that what everybody in the Pentagon thinks? And he just kind of looked at me and I was amazed that the people in the Pentagon, as late as as, uh, let's say, September. Were they were sure that Ukraine was winning the war? I mean, that's how out of touch they are. Okay, so Mm. this is not a military industrial complex thing. It's it's a Jewish thing. You see the people who are running it and the reasons they're running. Now, the the people in the Pentagon, you do have people in the Pentagon who, um, uh, you know, they're 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 gung ho for things. But the people in the Pentagon, why are they gung ho for things? The people who get to to be flag officers, get to be generals or admirals, a big hunk of them, if not most of them. Uh, do get sent to get a master's degree and sometimes a PhD, but uh, but a master's degree in international relations or something like that at a, an elite university. So uh, I can't remember. So Mick, uh, what was the guy? McMaster. McMaster. He had gone to University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I think um, Petraeus had gotten a degree from Princeton. So they go to these places. And who are they being taught by in these political science departments? They're being taught by Jews. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilaji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilaji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilaji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it. 
and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. I can't remember. So Mick, uh, what was the guy? McMaster. McMaster, he had gone to University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I think um, Petraeus had gotten a degree from Princeton. So they go to these places. And who are they being taught by in these political science departments? They're being taught by Jews. These people in the military who think they're, they've been working and sacrificing and serving their whole lives uh, for American interests. No, they've been, they've been working for Jewish interests. They've been completely indoctrinated. They've they have internalized Jewish enemies. And to the extent they ever push back, it's like, no, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be concentrating on this enemy of the Jew. We should be concentrating on that enemy of the Jew. So they said, no, no, we shouldn't be worried about Iran um, or even Russia. We should be worried about China because China is a bigger threat. And what they don't realize is China is a bigger threat to the Jews, not a bigger threat to Americans. Well, you know, it's a, it, it, you know, why why? White people in Western culture, and I will say this particularly when Western culture is devoid and secularized, which the Jews, they they knew this. Henry Ford spoke about this. We spoke on this about a, uh, on a podcast recently with, uh, I think, Richard. <coughs> you know, which came first, the anti-whiteness or the anti-Christian stuff? And I think it was the anti-Christian stuff because Ford spoke about this right at the start. He said they secularized the public schools and ultimately the nation. And they've done the same in Europe. And they did that for good reason because... If you secularize the nation en masse, uh, you know, okay, patriotic alternative and, you know, people who are not Christians like yourself or whatever aside. When you have the Jew mingling with white people, but who are devoid from their Christian values, then it's a field day for Jews. They are so vulnerable. You know, it's a tragic irony because they do align 
it, it's like an unconscious um, um, Stockholm syndrome. That's what's going on for white people in the West. They, they really think that Jewish interests are, are their interests, and they've got no point of reference, so they don't know what it was like 200 years ago or 300 years ago. They only know their own lives, and they know what's normal in their lives, which, which is essentially a Jewish construct, uh, Hollywood, uh, the kind of sexual depravity we've seen in recent times. Uh, you know, divorce has been handed out left, right, and center. Uh, abortions. It's a, it's a very sinful kind of culture that the Jews impose on what they perceive as their enemy. And to me, it is a spiritual battle. You know, it is like kind of a. You, it, there's a reason why the Notre Dame Cathedral had as the battle between, you know, the ecclesia, the church, and the synagogue. But if you remove the church, then, you know, well, you can have a field day then, you know? Okay. Well, I think it's uh, we're about out of time, so maybe it's time to wrap it up. Okay, Patrick, uh, stimulating as ever. And we didn't really even have a, a, a plan of uh, or a schedule to discuss, but, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the show a lot. Well, thank you for having me on. You're very welcome. Okay, folks, I'll be back again next week. In fact, I will be back next week with... Uh, a CIA, ex-CIA gentleman, and guess what? This guy seems to recognize the Jewish uh, issue as well, at least includes it in the conversation. So I will be live with uh, Phil Giraldi next week again, I'm very glad to say. So join me then on the 16th of uh, December, and until then, take care and God bless. media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.